Welcome back, everyone, to StadiaCast, your source for all the Stadia news that you need. Uh, I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. What's up, Lloyd? Not much. Happy New Year, everybody. A new year, a new year of awesome Google Stadia news, we hope, here at StadiaCast. And that's right. Happy New Year. I it it, it kind of has already come and and gone but I, I i keep forgetting that it's like this is the first episode of 2020 so uh that's surprising to me you just surprised me with that <laughs> <laughs> before we get started we record this show live sunday mornings 10 a.m eastern over at youtube.com stadiacast if you're listening to this uh, on uh, your your favorite podcast player. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can also subscribe to this in your favorite podcast player. It costs you absolutely nothing, and the show gets downloaded to you automatically every week, and uh, make sure that you do that. And uh, again, if you're listening to this, then make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel because we post other videos that are not just the podcast. Uh, if you want to directly support StadiaCast and you happen to be here with us, you, uh, live, you can use the super chat feature in order to support us and make sure that we see your messages. There ends up by the end of the show, there's usually well over a hundred. Sometimes we've had up to 700 people in here. Um, and it, it's really hard to follow chat. So if you want us to see your messages, make sure that you use that super chat feature and we, we guarantee we will respond to every single super chat. Uh, so thank you very much for that. And if you're not here live, and you want to support the show, it's super easy to do. Go to the YouTube channel, and there is a join button right down below the video, and you can click on that and become a member, which uh, is a super awesome way for you to help us make more content like this. Lloyd, we start every every episode out with, now that, now that we've been playing games, uh, we start every episode out with what you've been playing. So what have you been playing, man? Uh, as I mess with my uh, my color on my camera, I don't uh, don't uh, don't mind me, people. Um, I've been playing a heck of a lot of Borderlands Three. Um, I, I absolutely adore that game, and I've been spending all the free time that I've had since uh, finishing Darksiders um, playing Borderlands Three. It is, I I've I've played Borderlands. I played Borderlands Two. I played the pre sequel. I've played all the DLC for the for every Borderlands game. And I think that number three is my favorite Borderlands. It's uh, it's the most loopy loot loop that there is. Uh, there's so many so many guns, so many things to do. Um, I I'm finding that I'm not sticking to any weapon for more than a couple levels because then you're out leveling the power of those those guns. So it's been fun uh, just going through um, battles and and looting chests and looking for red chests and all this stuff trying to get bigger and better weapons so you can take on every boss because it seems like uh even playing on easy the bosses are really really hard if they're at your level um so i've just been i've just been absolutely having a blast playing borderlands 3 it's funny uh so lloyd and i did a co-stream earlier this week and you were what level were you at that point uh, I think it was like 10 or 11. Okay, so he was like 10 or 11, and I was like 21, I think. And uh, I felt like, <clears throat> excuse me, I felt like I had played Borderlands a lot this week. Um, and then last night, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was trying to fight a boss, 
And it was just kicking my tail over and over and over again. And by the way, if you don't know, every time you die, you lose money. And so I looked on my friends list and I saw that Lloyd was playing. Actually, no, it wasn't that. It was the, you know, how over on the left-hand side of the screen, it pops up. So-and-so just killed this thing. So-and-so just did this. And I right. I looked and I saw Dasmi has just killed something i can't remember what it was but it was something that i had recently fought and i was like oh i wonder what level he is and so i opened it up and i was like he's level 28 and i was level 25 and i was like oh my <laughs> god you went hard on that game holy cow dude uh so yeah, i did i sent him a message on discord and i said i can't beat this i need help and uh he showed up with his giant bear mech and uh we kicked this thing's tail but th that game is really really good uh have you been playing anything else uh not on stadia um i've i've pretty much just been mainlining borderlands 3 um i i i beat on uh, darksiders as i said um i jumped in a little bit of tomb raider just to do kind of like a first look and things like that but yeah i've been i've been just been playing borderlands 3 uh pretty much across all the platforms that's the only game that i've been playing i'm i'm really really enjoying it and uh, I want to I want to try to try to complete it before I do my game of the year uh, show for a multi console game of the year show that I'm doing this week, uh, because I, I have a sneaky suspicion that it's going to be very high up on my list. Uh, you're 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 only about I, I looked it up and I guess there's 26 chapters. So you think you're going to be able to do that? Uh, probably not. <laughs> um, but I'm going to get as I'm going to get as close as I can because I think I'm on chapter 14 or something of 26. So I, I got or 17, whatever it is. I, I got a I got a fairly long way to go, and I'm back at work, so a lot less time to play games. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Borderlands. Well, clearly not as much as Lloyd, but I've been playing a lot of <laughs> Borderlands as well. And I have to say, that game is really, really addictive. But, um. I, I had gotten this new capture card for my uh, computer that can capture at 4K60. And uh, I was trying to figure out the settings which would allow me to uh, get that captured. And uh, finally, I got it worked out. I was like, okay, I can now capture at 4K60. So I need to find a game that runs at 4K60. Uh, or, or, well, I, I knew that... Borderlands runs at 1080p 60 or 4K 30. So I didn't want that. And I know that Destiny 2 runs at, I think it is upscaled from 1440p up to 4K and that runs at 60 frames per second. And so sure. I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I wanted to make uh, this video where I was talking about how much games should cost. And if you haven't watched that yet, it's on the channel. So make sure you, that you guys check that out. Um, and so I was like, I need footage for that. So I'm going to capture some 4K footage for that. And I started playing Destiny 2. Basically, uh, I'm, I'm basically starting over in that game because of that whole account thing that I talked about before. But uh, I, I started playing that and I got sucked right back in. Destiny 2 is just, it's so good. And honestly, if I, if I personally, like people have asked me, to compare the two which one do i like better i think that i like destiny 2 better for me because it's more like an mmo um right but i like the gunplay itself in borderlands 3 more uh, but again those are two extremely different games but i've been playing a lot of borderlands 3 
Um, in the last two days, I've been playing a bunch of Destiny 2, and I've also been playing Thumper, uh, which is one of those free games. I, okay, included games. I like to be clear there. It's one of the included games that we get in uh, January. If you haven't already claimed those, go into your Stadia app on your phone and claim it. Uh, and and Thumper is really good. But what I find is that as I play that game, I can't play it for very long because as I play that game, after after finishing a set of levels, my hands will ache because I am gripping the controller like white knuckled <laughs> and my teeth will hurt because I am grinding. I'm like clenching my jaw as I play. It is so intense right. and uh, it, it's an amazing game, but uh, it's certainly not a game for everybody, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm, I'm only on the boss. I think the mid boss on level three uh, and it's really cool. Uh, the The sounds are amazing. The visuals are fantastic. And overall, I think Thumper is... I'm very happy that I never bought it because now I get to play it for uh, as an included game. Uh, but sure. that's what we've been playing. Uh, if you guys want to let us know what you've been playing, you can let us know uh, in the chat, obviously, or in the comment section down below if you're watching this after the fact. All right, you want to get to the news, Lloyd? Yeah, let's uh, let's jump right in with the news. All right. Um, of the two of us, Lloyd is far more technical than I am. So, <laughs> Lloyd, do you want to tackle this first one? Sure. And this is this is getting to like the the ab above where my knowledge is. Like I do I do coding, but I don't really do a lot of low level stuff. So I'm worrying I'm I'm worrying about other things than this. But uh, there's been a couple articles that have popped up uh, recently about um, developers having issues with the Linux kernel that's running with Stadia uh, because of things called spin locks, which are uh, ways uh, kind of at a high level, say if I'm writing code and I wanna access something, I wanna access memory, I wanna access the CPU directly, I wanna access the GPU, I wanna lock that resource. So I put a spin lock on it, which is a process that basically automatically keeps checking to see if that resource is available it'll spin until it's available and then that piece of code will run. Um, but it, it looks like according to uh, this one developer that the spin locks are spinning, even though there's nothing holding that resource, which is causing um, multiple millisecond uh, delays in code running. And the way that they found this was um, they were, uh, I guess the developers that were working on rage Two. They were noticing just mysterious stalls um, when um, code was running and they weren't able to figure it out. So uh, uh, Skarupka, <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's Malta Skarupka, uh, who posted a blog post about it, um, basically said that uh, we're trying to figure out what's happening here. We might have to move to, to Mutex instead of Spinlock. And I'm like, oh, OK, I've heard of all these things before, but what does that mean? So I dug into it a little bit and it looks like it's... Um, it's a scheduling or a timing issue with the Linux kernel that's running in the Stadia cloud. And apparently Google is a, is aware of this and they're working on hopefully trying to get this fixed. So this isn't an issue um, basically with future games that are coming out. But um, this is these are the types of things that happen with new um, new hardware. So PlayStation 4 comes out. There's a bunch of hardware issues 
Sony works directly with a developer, figures out what the problem is, and then updates the firmware so that this is no longer a problem for any game. Um, same thing happened on Xbox One, and it looks like the same thing's happening on Stadia. And it's just going to take some patching, some time from Google, and then hopefully the stuff will go away to make game development that easier for future developers that are working on the hardware. This is exactly what Lloyd and I have been saying all along. I mean, obviously not about the spin locks and the, the uh, mute X or whatever. Those things sound like uh, a, a build that you would have in an MMO. Like it's a warlock that does a lot of spinning in there. You know, you, you know what I they mean? They sound like they sound like Pokemon moves. Like uh, <laughs> you, you've, you've, you've learned you've learned mute X. Do you want to drop another move that, you know? Yeah, I'll drop spin lock. I don't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know who's naming these things, but uh, clearly they are, they're awesome. I really like the names of, of these ridiculous things. Uh, so what I was saying is it, these are not like this is not what we've been talking about, but we've been talking about this idea that this is a new platform and new platforms bring new problems that developers haven't really run into. And most developers don't develop games with Linux in mind. So they sure. have very little experience. Well, I don't know if that I want to say, I don't want to make blanket statements like that, but it's possible that they have very little experience dealing with this kind of stuff. And so that's going to take time to get things worked out. And as that stuff gets worked out, uh, the, the ports are going to get better and better. And when the yeah. games are made natively for uh, Google Stadia, that's going to really start uh, being able to show the power of the platform, uh, which yep. I, you know, I, I've said many, many times that Google is making a mistake by focusing on the 10.7 teraflops or the uh, the 4K60 and stuff like that. All that aside, it is, those are impressive numbers. So I can understand why they want to lean into that. I just still think it's a mistake, but... Um, you know, those numbers are going to come into play later on once we start getting stuff that was designed with Stadia in mind. And I look very, very much forward to that. Yeah, it, exactly. And and it's, as you said, it's something that we've been talking about. And even recently on on your subreddit, we've been talking about um, uh, issues. And and I always go back to the the one argument because everyone's like, you're they're porting games to Stadia and they're running like crap. What's happening? Stadia is horrible. And it's like, no, developers are working on new hardware. They had six to 12 months of experience with this hardware before having to ship a game. It takes years to create a new game. These are growing pains and it happens with every piece of hardware. And we, we've seen it. The games that come out at PlayStation 4 launch behave terribly, perform terribly, look terrible in comparison to games that come out two years after launch. And then compared to games that are four years after launch, those ones look like junk. And it's just the, the way of, an, of new hardware. It doesn't matter if it's an old game. The hardware itself is new. And that takes time for developers to figure out the little quirks, to find bugs, for Google to fix those bugs, um, to continue the development process all the way down the road. The awesome thing about Stadia is one day they're going to fix it and you're going to run the game and it's just going to look better or perform better or be faster or have better textures because there's no downloads on Stadia, which is which is funny. I was playing with my my son yesterday, um, Borderlands 3, and it takes like it seems like an hour to start Borderlands 3 on the PlayStation 4. Like it takes forever. Like there's this little dancing claptrap that just dances <laughs> for for like it seems like a minute and a half 
And then finally, the one of the, the splash screens comes up and then you're at the main menu. I started on Stadia and 30 seconds later, I'm at the main menu and I'm playing the game. Like that is the amazing thing about Stadia and it's going to have growing pains, but we got to we got to be patient and hope that in the future, all these games will just they'll just start working better because of the way that um, developers can just push out a new uh, a new binary and everybody's game is now using that new version of the game without any downloads. Yeah, I am. So I, I saw on the Star Wars subreddit that there was going to be um season i want to get the the number right i think it's season season seven of clone wars which is this cartoon and it is fantastic um and it it went away years ago and it's coming back and i guess this season seven is coming back in february and i know this is why are you talking about this bill i'm i'm promise i'll get there just stick with me for a little (laughs) bit uh so I saw this and I was like, oh, you know what I need to do? I need to rewatch the last season of uh, Clone Wars to get caught up on the story so that I remember everything that happened. Although I'm sure that they'll do they'll do like a last time on whatever. Uh, and uh, so I started watching that. And as I was watching, I was like, oh, you know what I want to play? I want to play Star Wars Battlefront 2 because, you know, say what you want about the launch of that game. That game is fantastic. I had an absolute blast playing yeah. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, DICE did an amazing job with that game in spite of the fact that EA tried to get in their way at every step <laughs> of the way. But uh, I started. I, I, I sat down at my PS4 to play it, and my iPad is responding to me. Uh, I sat down at my PS4 to play it, and I had to patch. And I was so sad. It was a huge patch, and it took forever because I hadn't played it in a while. So I shut off my PS4, and I started up Stadia, and I said, okay, I'm going to play something else instead. And instantaneously, I was in a game, and it was just amazing. And it makes me very, very bullish on the future of cloud gaming whether that be google stadia or x cloud or whatever else comes out this year or next year or in the future i think cloud gaming is the way of the future and i know that i'm not the only one because the president of square enix uh posted this letter on their website and i wanted to share that with you guys uh there's a section in this all about uh cloud gaming if i can just get rid of that there we go it says Uh, Cloud streaming comes into its own with 5G on the horizon. Against this backdrop of change, and he's talking about the changing of basically how gaming is as to how gaming is going to be, but he says against this backdrop of change, we are not only making steady progress on developing next generation consoles titles, but also actively readying ourselves to support cloud gaming, which we expect to take off with the advent of 5G. The arrival of streaming as a new distribution platform will not only further accelerate the transition from the traditional disc-based sales model to digital sales, which, by the way, this is me saying it, not him, uh, publishers really like digital over disc-based. First off, they make more money, and secondly, uh, you can't trade them in, Um, which that's great for the industry, not so great for us as the consumer, but I'm okay with it because I never trade in games anyway. Uh, Anyway, um, traditional disc-based model 
to digital sales, but could also drive significant change in business models themselves via adoption of subscription models. For example, we are especially hopeful about the major potential a cloud streaming services possess to expand telecommunications, sorry, excuse me, expand markets <laughs> in growing regions such as India and South America where there has not been yet been significant adoption of traditional game consoles. As telecommunications infrastructure improves, cloud gaming streaming will directly provide customers in such markets with playing environments that eliminate the need for traditional consoles or PCs. From a game development perspective as well, we will strive to create gaming experiences that are only possible in the cloud, meaning developing cloud-native or cloud-centric games. That sounds really awesome to me. For cloud streaming to enjoy mass adoption, there will need to be innovation, not only in terms of distribution, but also in terms of gaming exp experiences. I'm going to take another moment to do, to do an aside here. This That sentence right there, is the reason that I personally am so excited about uh, um, Google Stadia because of the experiences that it's going to be able to give us that you can't get outside of a cloud-based system. Uh, and I'm almost done here. It says, we believe that new gaming experiences that could, I'm sorry, that would have been impossible on traditional consoles will be a major driver of cloud gaming adoption. Our efforts to develop cloud-native or cloud-centric titles are already underway, and we will strive to create new gaming experiences. We naturally face a mountain of challenges, including technological hurdles that must be overcome and issues with tele telecommunications costs. However, we have no doubt that cloud gaming will represent a major trend over the next five years as we enter the age of 5G and our and our and that our strategies for flexibility responding to that trend will be key. We intend to stay on top of new developments and leverage cloud gaming to drive new growth. What do you think about what he said, Lloyd? I'm sorry for talking for so long. What do you think about what he said? Oh, he muted, muted. himself. Uh, yeah, I I think uh, I I everything he's saying is right. Uh, uh, cloud streaming is really. The, the way that the, the industry is going, whether people want it to or not, there there's going to be a future where uh, every um, manufacturer is going to have a cloud streaming service. And and for people to ignore it um, seems a little short-sighted right now. And then with 5G on the horizon, I mean, if you have super fast internet wherever you are on whatever device that you're on, um, cloud streaming makes total sense because you're not dealing with like LTE, you're not dealing with 3G, you're you're getting um, cable speed to your mobile device or your tablet or your laptop or whatever. Um, I, I think I think that is really going to change the way that game gaming is done. I mean, Pokemon Go over the last three years has changed the way that a lot of people game on their device. They're out there, they're in the world, they're interacting with other people, they're doing stuff. Now imagine playing Borderlands uh, three or Borderlands five or whatever it is in the future. But it, not only are you playing it on your phone um, and your computer and your console and whatever, uh, but using your phone, you can go to an area for a specific raid uh, because everybody will have high speed internets where they are because of 5G. Like the, the future of gaming is going to be so different than just sitting in front of a TV uh, with a control in your hand. They can change the way that um, that that gamers interact with their games because they can assume that everybody's going to have high-speed internet wherever they are. And that's just going to be 
that's going to be so huge. I feel like the people, I, I okay, clearly the president of Square Enix gets it right, mm-hmm. and I feel like the there's there's all of these people out the out here. Um, especially like the YouTubers who have been crapping all over Stadia and the, you know, the gamers that have been saying, oh, Stadia is a joke and all that stuff. Um, I feel like those people have a very myopic point of view where they're, they're comparing, they're comparing what Stadia has now to what it is like in the past. And they aren't looking at the new stuff that they can't imagine yet. And I don't know if, I mean, I think on, on the part of a lot of the YouTubers and uh, you know, the, the, the general media that's saying, Oh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a dumpster fire. I don't think that, I think that that's on purpose. I think that they are not everybody, but I think a lot of them are being myopic on purpose because negativity gets clicks. We've, we've talked about this many times, but um I think a lot of people just they ha- they they don't have the imagination to see what could come down the road and what could be possible that is impossible now. And the, all they can do is compare. And and you know what I'll I'll tell I'll I'll say something they're not wrong about the visual fidelity of Stadia versus the home consoles. You know, I loaded up a game on my PS4 and I've got I've got it on this 4K screen in front of me, and I was playing it, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is so gorgeous!" Because this is like the first time I've had my PS4 hooked up to a 4K screen, and I was like, "Wow, this is gorgeous!" And then I loaded up Stadia, and I was like, "Okay, it's still pretty gorgeous, but it's just not quite as crisp as the mm-hmm. other stuff." Does it really matter? Uh, no, yeah. because I didn't really notice it until I was looking at it one right after the other. And after playing for 10 minutes, it just kind of faded away and I went right back into what I was doing before. So yes, they have a point. Stadia uh, graphical fidelity is not quite as crisp due to the encoding uh, and sending the stuff to us, but it's not about the graphics. It's about the gameplay. And right now, all of the gameplay is exactly the same. So I can understand why everybody who is myopic about it looks at this and they're like, well, see, it's not as good as whatever else. But what he said uh, here, oh gosh, um, I wish I could, I wish I had highlighted it because I can't find it. But the the basic idea was there's going to be stuff that we're doing that you can't do on the other platforms. And yep. that is extremely exciting to me as uh, somebody who really, really uh, thinks that Stadia and cloud gaming in general is going to be the future. Do you have anything to add before we move on? Um, I got to bring it back to what I remind people of where they say cloud gaming, it's it's stupid for Google to get into it. Half the half of the U.S. population doesn't have good Internet, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I always that's, bring that's them back. That's a bad number. I don't believe that half. That's nonsense. Whatever that number is, whatever number, random numbers they throw out, I I bring them back to remind them that when Netflix launched movie streaming, (laughs) everyone said it would fail because more than half of the U.S. population still had dial-up internet. And they're like, no, it's it. people can't stream. They have dial-up internet. This isn't going to work. And it's like, you can launch something now with the hope that in five years, 
you have a bigger audience than you have today. And that's what Stadia is doing. They're launching now. They're showing that this is the future, that in five years, they'll have people that have no data caps, that have super fast internet, that have 5G on their phones, um, or just 5G in their neighborhood that they can use um, their, their home computers with as well. That is what Google's shooting for. They're not shooting for the, the consumers today, and that's going to sustain them forever. They're, they're shooting for five years from now when everybody has better internet, everyone has more data cap um, or a larger data cap or no data caps. That is the future where cloud gaming is going to come into its own and be the primary way that the bulk of people are going to be playing games. Um, but people keep saying it's going to fail, it's going to fail, it's going to fail because it's I can't use it today, so it's going to fail. Well, half more than half of, of the U.S. couldn't use Netflix when it launched. And I think Netflix is doing okay. And, and they prove that video streaming is way better than putting a disc in an envelope and sending it through the mail. Um, it's just going to take time and things will get better. Yeah, well, my, just to be fair, my dad can't use Netflix today. He has dial-up at home. So... Yeah. You know, he still can't use Netflix and Netflix is doing just fine without him. We it's have... obviously a failure, Bill, because he can't use it. It's obviously <laughs> going nowhere. It's a terrible service. Yeah. Uh, well, Lloyd and I have been saying all along, streaming games is not for everybody. In the future, it'll be for a lot more people. And right now it is for a smaller segment of the population. But in the future, it will be for everybody. And uh, I look forward to that. And I especially look forward to what we're going to get from that. Now, somebody in chat is asking about the the forcing VP9 versus uh, H.264. Uh, th this is a long d discussion in the Discord. Uh, if you haven't joined our Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. But um, there was this long discussion in the Discord about um, somebody had written this tool that would allow you to force VP9, uh, which is the Google's proprietary uh, encoding. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Encoder. Codec. Yeah, codec. There we go. It, it's their pr proprietary codec, which basically code codec means code decode. So it takes the picture, encodes it into little tiny pieces, sends you all the pieces, takes those and decodes it so you get the picture again kind of like uh star trek teleporters if, if that makes sense um <laughs> but th there was this long conversation about it and what i guess what people are finding is vp9 uses significantly less data which yep. is huge like that is a big deal uh for the future of of google stadia and cloud gaming in general is this idea that you can take that same information and send it to us in a much smaller size and yep. still get the same thing. Uh, where H.264, well, uses up way more bandwidth, but I guess looks a little bit better. And then um, VP9 handles a little bit better. So, you know, Google is still trying to figure this stuff out and people are like, you know, there's a tool which allows you to force... Um, uh, force VP nine. Honestly, I am not interested in, in doing workarounds and stuff like that. I just want stuff to just work. And for me, Stadia just works. That being said, I play almost ex well, no, not even almost. I play exclusively on Chromecast and a controller. Uh, so 
it, it works wonderful for me. It's just really, really good. That being said, one more thing before I let Lloyd get a word in edgewise here. Um, I really do wish that I could have 4K and turn off HDR. Uh, I feel like they have three settings where it's like 720p, balanced, and then 4K HDR. I wish there was a fourth setting that was 4K, no HDR, and then 4K with HDR. And the reason for me is because what I've noticed is that I'm looking at it and it looks gorgeous at 4K with HDR. And what I capture looks really washed out. And it's it's this is a very much a content creator problem. This is not an everybody problem. But for me, that's just a little frustrating. All right, Lloyd, uh, what do you think about this VP9 uh, H.264 stuff? Yeah, well, first first off, uh, to get back to the whole selection thing, and that's what I talked about. It was either the last episode or the episode before where we need a menu. You hold down the Stadia button and it comes to the menu, and I want to I want to choose my resolution. I want to turn HDR on and off. I want to choose 30 or 60 frames a second. It would be really nice if we had just a way to, to kind of swap those in and out at any point and choose exactly what we want. Just like we're watching a YouTube video where you can hit the little the little gear and say, I want a 360p stream because I'm in a very bad network environment. Um, I want something like that on Stadia. That would be perfect. Um, back to the whole, um, the VP9 uh, H.264 thing. The reason why H.264 for video streaming is way better for people right now is that a lot of computers, uh, spe specifically phones, they have built-in hardware decoding for H.264. So they hit to your CPU and your battery life is way low because it's there's a chip that that's all it does. It just decodes that stuff. VP9 using a new codec, um, that's not the case. That will be the case, uh, and I think that is the case on some Google-made um, hardware where it includes VP9 hardware uh, decoding built right in the chip. So that will happen. Um, I'm sure it happens on the Chromecast. Um, that'll happen in, in future um, future releases of computers and CPUs and motherboards and whatnot where uh, VP9, which is a way better codec for um, for compressing video at very low file size, uh, I'm sure that will come. But they hit to many people's computers right now. VP9 takes way more CPU than H.264 just because of the hardware decoding. So I, I could see why it's not the default in web browsers right now, but it should be in the future. All right. Uh, just, just for everybody who's watching, we are experiencing some te technical difficulties. It's on my end. I don't know what's happening. Uh, that's what happened. Excuse me. That's what happens when you upload lots of stuff and you are not, um, you know, Google. So <laughs> that's what's going on. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. When we come back, we are going to talk about the uh, games that we know. Well, no, in quotes, are coming to Stadia in 2020. <laughs> and then after that, we've got Crowdplay. So stick around, everyone. Let the Radio Shack TRS-80 put the world of color computing into your home. All right, and we are back. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, games coming to Stadia in 2020. There are, you know, I mean, obviously this is not the whole list. There's no way that these are the only games that are coming in 2020. These are the games that we know about, and some of them I don't even think are coming in 2020. <laughs> I think, uh, I think in, uh, I think one of them is definitely not coming in 2020, and it makes me super sad because it's probably the game that I'm most excited for. Um, nine to five Google went through and they, I mean, 
I was going to do this. Like I brought up Google Stadia's games page and I was like, okay, I, I started writing down all of the games that have already come out. And then I was checking them off. I was like, which ones haven't come out yet? And and then I was like, oh, nine to five Google did it for me. So I don't have to. So thank you to them. Uh, so the crew two is coming in 2020. Is that something you're interested at all, Lloyd? No, no, me either. I don't, I don't care about racing games like that. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No, I, I mean, the Crew 2 looks fine uh, because it's the big open world um, racing game where there's motorcycles and boats and planes and hang gliders and and you name it. If it has an engine or can float in the air, it's part of this game. Just not my kind of game, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's not for me either. Uh, Doom, uh, this is the 2016 Doom. I think that this game is going to be one of the free games that we get the same month that uh, Doom Eternal comes out, and then, of course, Doom Eternal is coming uh, this year as well, March 20th. Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, are are, are you a Doom guy? Um, I like Doom. I, I loved the reboot of Doom, and I'm really looking forward to Doom Eternal. Yeah, me too. Um, I have to say about Doom, the 2016 Doom, like they showed it off at E3, and I watched it, and I was like, it really is it's kind of gratuitous i i don't really care and then i played it and i was like oh man this game is awesome <laughs> so i'm very excited for doom it's my favorite single player first person shooter is doom 2016 now elder scrolls online this will be our uh, i say our first mmo because you know in quotes because destiny is more like an mmo than most shooters uh, but Elder Scrolls is very much a full-on open-world MMO, and Elder Scrolls Online, I've already bought the damn thing twice, uh, so it's going to be a third <laughs> time that I'm going to buy it, and I can't wait. Um, I'm really surprised it's not out yet. Do you have any predictions as to when do you think that's coming? I, I thought this would be a game that would be ripe to release for the holidays because people have some time off work or with their family and they want to play. Um, for it not to come before then, I jeez, I don't even know. Maybe March. Um, it'll be like a first quarter game. Maybe. Um, I would. I would have assumed. I would have bet money that it would have been here by Christmas um, when it was first announced. Um, I hope not March because March is when Animal Crossing and Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh, or no, is yeah. Cyberpunk is is March? I believe so. Yeah. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake are all March games. So. Uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls, do it in February, all right? Or April. Actually, probably not April either because I'm going to be busy playing everything else. Anyway, uh, <laughs> super hot. It's on everything. It's not a huge surprise that it's coming to Stadia. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. I don't know anything mm. about this except I've heard very good things. It's it's more... Uh, it's it's a looter shooter. Uh, right, but it's, it's a looter but it's, shooter. But I look but at it and I my brain says, oh, Tom Clancy's, that means it's realistic but then i saw footage i was yeah. like oh that's not realistic it's it's realistic ish it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of in the uh, if you look at uh breakpoint and then you look at borderlands a uh, division two is more uh, it's leaning towards breakpoint but it's not it but it but it's kind of not there it's 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 really realistic but not super realistic at the same time <laughs> William Miller, or no, uh, Terza Reactor saying Google and Bethesda a buyout. That would be, I hey, listen, I would love it if Google would buy Bethesda. They need to buy more companies. Like we talked about that on the last episode. They need to buy more companies, more more uh, platforms. Um, get packed. Get packed is this weird four player, um, almost kind of like overcooked kind of game. 
And uh, a lot of people have forgotten about this. I am not excited for this even a little. That especially because I think you'd have to have four, four yeah. Stadia controllers. So this is going to have horrible, horrible sales. I think because the number of people who are going to have four Stadia controllers are going to be very, very few. In my um, opinion, unless they unless they update the the Chromecast uh, app to allow the pairing of other controllers, um, I can see this one just being DOA. Yeah, well, I mean, but the, the the thing that we have to remember is that the other controllers aren't Wi-Fi, and the Chromecast doesn't really have Bluetooth. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it have Bluetooth? I thought it did, but maybe not. Maybe that's my my uh, my error there. So maybe yeah, with CCU, maybe that's the only thing that will be ever supported is the a Stadia controller. I thought maybe there'd be a patch in the future, but. Um, I'd have to look into that to be I sure. I mean, maybe it has Bluetooth. I don't know. I just assumed that it didn't have Bluetooth, and that's why we couldn't use other controllers. But you might be right, Lloyd. We'll find out. I, I see something in my brain tells me that it doesn't have Bluetooth, but my brain has been wrong many times in the past. Um, <laughs> Orcs Must Die 3. This is a day one for me. I'm definitely going to get this one. It looks super fun. Uh, it's, a, what's the, it's a tower defense, which I don't normally care about, but when I saw... Uh, the gameplay at the um, at the Stadia Connect, I was like, "Oh hell yes, this looks great." Are Are you interested in this one? Mm, a little bit, uh, a little bit. I I, I want to see they're they're like this is gonna have amazing battles with five billion orcs. <laughs> I want to see what that looks like. Um, I I don't know if this is a game that I'm super interested in playing though. Okay. And then Spitlings is the first game that I feel like was announced for Stadia after the initial announcement of these are the games that are coming. This was the first one, like Stadia was already out, and then they were like, oh, and here's this other game. It's from Handy Games, and it's this weird, um, <laughs> what's the word I want to look? I'm um, Co-op, where everybody has to work together in order to... Uh, past the challenge or everybody dies that kind of thing and it looks really really fun uh i'm sure that that'll be out sometime in the near future uh let me get your opinion on this lloyd Hmm. i've i've heard people say uh that this has no place being on uh stadia because you can download this and have it be such a small um what's the word i'm looking for small file size or you can continually stream this to your house, essentially downloading the game millions of times over. How do you feel about that? Um, I, I don't know. I, I to me that to me it doesn't really matter. I, I mean, I don't have bandwidth caps. Uh, I know a lot of people in Canada don't. But I know a lot of people in the world do. So for me, it's not an issue. But I can understand how that would be an issue for a lot of people out there. Uh, for me, I think that that I don't I don't think that's a very good argument in my in my opinion because you want to have all kinds of games on your platform. You don't just want to have super uh, high you know AAA graphics kind of games. You want to have all kinds of games on your platform. So yep, got to appeal to think, every consumer out there. Right, exactly. Uh, and then this is the game that I don't think is coming out in twenty twenty is Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I know that, I think I think that they've said that it's coming to 2020, but I 
I doubt it. I, I just feel like they've shown us nothing except for a cutscene. And mm -hmm. I'm super excited for Baldur's Gate 3, but I just don't yep. think it's coming this year. Do you? Uh, I, I want to say this will be a fall release, um, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't bet my... Oh, no. We lost him. He'll be back any minute. He's not going to bet money on it. <laughs> why does this always happen to me? Why Why is my my thing? I, I reinstalled Windows to get rid of this problem, and it didn't get rid of the problem. I'm not sure what's happening here. Um, Audio listeners, uh, Lloyd Discord died, and that's what happened. Go ahead, Lloyd. Uh, I, as I said, I wouldn't bet money that this was something that would come out in 2020. But um, and and then I was about to say I don't bet money on anything because I don't gamble ever. Um, but uh, this is not something that I, I I would I would guarantee would come out in 2020. But I really do hope that it is a 2020 game. Um, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, day one for me, without a mm -hmm. doubt. You same, yeah, hundred percent. Destroy all humans. Um, I don't. I don't know anything about this series, but I've heard extremely good things. I know my buddy Bravd, uh, when he heard this, he was like, oh, man, that's good stuff. Uh, have you played these? Uh, yeah, I, I love this game when like the, the PS2 era is what it says in this one. And, and that's right when I played it. I, I think I might have even played this on GameCube or Xbox or something. And I can't remember exactly where I played it, um, but I loved it. It's it's a heck of a lot of fun. The fact that it's getting a remaster and it's coming out again. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'll buy it, but it's something that I'll definitely watch for a price drop or something, uh, because it is a really fun game of just being a, a jerk alien like um like the movie Mars Attacks. This is like Mars <laughs> Attacks, the video game. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. Untitled Martian game? Is that was, is that kind of thing? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, Gods and Monsters, we know that that got delayed. Um, it was supposed to be... Didn't... I thought that was coming out February, and then it got completely delayed, right? Am I wrong about that? Uh, no, it recently... I, I believe it was announced that it was uh, delayed to later in the year. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it's it's going to be a while before we get Gods and Monsters. That's not going to be in February. Square Enix already told us that they are working on their cloud stuff, and Marvel's Avengers is coming. I don't know how I feel about this game still. I feel like Square Enix needs to do a better job on their messaging. Uh, what I saw at E3 was just kind of, okay, good for you. I'm not interested, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, people who played it said that it, it's really good. So maybe it's just Square being Square. Uh, how do you feel about Marvel's Avengers? Uh, yeah, I, I pre-ordered um, pre it on the PlayStation 4, I think, um, at when it was first announced because uh, they often do like E3 sales here where you get games for almost half price, which is important in Canada when a new release costs $80. Um, so I pre-ordered this one a long time ago. So when it does come out, I'll be playing it on the PlayStation 4 um unless i can get it on stadia for that same price yeah and then this is one i didn't even know about monster energy which okay first off every time i see this now i kind of go i hate saying it out loud but monster energy i'm sorry let me do this the right way monster energy supercross 3 fim world championship the official <laughs> video game um this is okay first off Monster energy aside, uh, what I saw when I when I watched this, I was like, oh, the the graphics look kind of kind of pretty rad. 
Uh, maybe this will be really fun, like in a Mario Kart kind of way, but it's probably way too realistic for me, in which case I'll be super bad at it. But uh, uh, is this is this dirt bike racing something that uh, you're excited for? No, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a racing guy at all, depending even if it's two wheels or four wheels, it's kind of not not the, the game that I like. Um, but I've played the Monster Energy games before. They're they're decent. Um, actually, I think Monster Energy Supercross was free on PlayStation Plus last month, like the December or whatever. So I'm sure a lot of people have been playing older games in the series. So maybe this will be exciting for people that are uh, wanting more motorcycle action. Yeah, and not every game has to be for us. Um, this is taking a lot longer than I thought that uh, it was. So let's speed it up. Um, Ubisoft, Watch Dogs, Legion, that's also been delayed along with Gods and Monsters. So those are both games that have been delayed. Watch Dogs, Legions, though, looks awesome, and I'm looking forward to yeah. it. And uh, Lloyd's favorite game on this whole list is Windjammers 2. Am I right? Uh, I, I like Windjammers. <laughs> I Windjammers, Windjammers is a fantastic title. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite one, but I'm actually excited to see this playing on Stadia. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right, uh, so we've uh, we've hit all of the the stuff that we usually talk about at the end of the show. We usually uh, do crowd play, and we start with the people who have super chatted at us throughout the uh, throughout the show. Uh, so real quick, we've got some people to thank who super chatted without uh, really giving us a question. Uh, Joel Thompson, thank you very much for the uh, super chat. <laughs> Okay, he's hitting a bunch of them. Uh, Avery Krause became a member of the YouTube channel. Uh, Bone Dead Fossil sent a uh, a bigger super chat in. Thank you very much for that. And they said, Borderlands 3 and Destiny 2, let's go, Stadia. I don't think that Lloyd and I could agree more. So, yep. yeah. Uh, and then Avery Krause sent in a super chat, and they said, 2020 means Stadia base is coming soon, as in early February. What features slash infrastructure must Stadia have ready by or at base launch for success. What do you think about that, Lloyd? Uh, millions of blades waiting for people to play because there's going to be a lot of a lot of people that are going to be jumping on right at launch to check it out. So uh, hopefully they're going to have uh, they're going to have a pile of hardware sitting there waiting for people to access it. Uh, because if they get uh, if there's any sort of queue or or crashes or something, you know we're going to have a whole bunch more. YouTube thumbnails where people are are making uh, making angry uh, angry statements towards Google on this. I think the one thing that they need to to get right, and this is not from my personal testing, but from what I've read, is they need to make sure that VP9 is ready to roll on every on every Chrome browser, so that when you start, it does not use H.264. Because if it's using less data, it's less likely that somebody's uh, crappy internet connection or or terrible modem or pile of junk router is going to interfere with their their experience with Google Stadia. Uh, and you know what I think that they also need to do? What's they that? need to, and this is not for Stadia base, but they should sell Stadia um, like you know what they should throw in a buddy pass with every google router that they sell the the google wi-fi which i yep. have in my house and is wonderful they should include a stadia buddy pass in every single one of those uh and, and they should hype it up because the that's really 
it's fantastic the way that 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 Wi-Fi works. Uh, way better than anything that I've had before. Although I've never had mesh routing before, so it's my first time having a really really good connection everywhere in my house. Right. Um, uh, Yorkum. I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name, but Yorkum sent in a super chat and they said CES predictions for Stadia. Do you think we're going to see a, well, when is CES? That's in March, isn't it? Or is that in uh, February? No, it's in January, isn't it? January. CES okay. 2020. I think it's like the next week or the week oh, after. Okay. Well, you th- okay. Uh, so do you think January we're going to get a, a connect? So yeah. Next week. Next week. Um, I, I definitely think Stadia is going to be there. Google's um, always there. Uh, I think they're going to show off what Stadia can do um, a little bit, but with the free version of Stadia, Stadia Base being uh, so far away, uh, I don't really know how much they can really talk about because we know what Stadia is right now. There's been there's been the um, there's been videos, there's been those commercials with uh, the crazy dude flying through the sky, which I love. I hate um, those. I hate oh, those. I, I absolutely love them. <laughs> I, I love those bizarre zany commercials what they might do is they might launch a lower priced bundle where you just get the controller uh usb-c cable for your pc and access to stadia for three months for say 70 dollars or 80 dollars or whatever um to kind of push people away from having to buy a chromecast if they already have one yeah we've been calling for that since the since they announced not since they, they launched but since they announced it originally i was like i already yeah. have a Chromecast Ultra. Why are you making me buy another one? So yeah, that's definitely a, a good idea. And then it w- didn't happen during the show, but 22 hours ago, Daniel Muhammad became a member here on the YouTube channel, and we appreciate all of that. Um, we only got about seven minutes left before we got to wrap this up, but uh, I sent out a tweet asking people, what did you guys want us to talk about on the show? Uh, Lieutenant Red Panda says, do you think any games will release this month or are we set in what we have for a while? Lloyd? Um, I think we're going to get something. I'm not sure what that something will be. Uh, We've also seen that um, Google is adding things to the sale page because they added Red Dead Redemption um, on sale after all the other games that were already on sale for Stadia Pro. Um, So I think there's going to be a lot of motion there with things coming and coming coming on and coming off sale um all these sales i believe end on the 8th so i'm assuming that there'll be another batch of things coming oh no some of them are are ending on the 15th or whatever so yeah final fantasy um, 15 is on sale until the 15th yeah and borderlands 3 is on sale until which i can't click because i own let's do the other one (laughs) which is probably not going to work uh that's the 8th as well so yeah so things are coming on and off um sale uh starting next week i would assume that our first if we get any new games we'll probably get one next week maybe um on the on the 8th as well it seems like tuesday is where they like to release these things um joe uh, viederman says when do you think when do you guys think the next connect will be you think i think that we're going to get one in january what do you think lloyd yeah 100 percent. I, th- I think um ces is next year so maybe the week after uh, we'll have or next year, next week, uh, CES yes, or in a few days, uh, depending if if people can. I I don't think that Sunday is the 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 week that's coming. Sunday's the end of the week that just passed. So I always say next week, and my wife's like, "No, it's this week," and I'm like, "Oh my god, okay, it doesn't matter." Welcome Logistics. to this week and next week. <laughs> exactly. Um, so CES is coming up in a few days. Uh, I think the the week following is when we'll get. Um, when we'll get a at least the announcement that a Stadia Connect is going to be coming. 
All right. Well, that's it for us today. Uh, thank you guys uh, for all of the support for everybody who came and watched live. If you came to watch live, uh, stick around after the show. We're going to give out a couple buddy passes so that if you don't have Google Stadia, you can start playing today. You don't have to download anything. Um, um, real quick, there was one YouTube comment that I was going to um, address. Uh, Fabian Winkler sent this message multiple times. They said, if you're looking for a Borderlands 3 co-op buddy, I am up for the task. Listen, join the Discord. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. In there, we have an LFG channel, which I didn't realize that everybody didn't know this until recently, but LFG means looking for group. Um, other people really think it means, uh, well, what do you think it means? I, I, I didn't know. Oh, okay. LFG I'm means joking. looking. I'm for, joking. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm an MMO guy from way back. LFG right. was I was so confused. <laughs> uh, so LFG is looking for group and you can use that in order to figure out, uh, you know, get together with other people. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at StadiaCast. Follow me at run, jump, stomp, follow Lloyd at Dazmi. And be sure to use the hashtag StadiaCast so that we can find your tweets. Um, join the StadiaCast Discord. I already kind of talked about that. And then when you're joining Discords, join Lloyd's Discord. His is over at rezd.tv slash Discord. Lloyd, why don't you plug one of your other shows real quick before we get out of here? Sure, yeah. I know a lot of people uh, are Nintendo fans and have uh, come come from either Nintendo Pulse, which is my Nintendo show that's been going on forever, or Bill's Nintendo show that's been going on since the Switch dropped. Um, but uh, we've been doing some, some really th cool things with Nintendo Pulse. We just had our Game of the Year, Nintendo Game of the Year episode that just posted yesterday. Um, a lot of really great conversation there. So if you're looking for a Nintendo show to carry you into the new year, you might want to look for Nintendo Pulse on your podcatcher of choice. That's right. You should. I've been listening to his show since before I started my show. Uh, so so take that, people. And speaking of other shows you can listen to, I've been uh, season one of 143 Pixels is finishing up on tuesday so that that's the last episode of the first season of 143 pixels i had an absolute blast talking to everybody and i hope that you guys will check that out you can find it wherever it is that you download podcasts and you can subscribe for free uh, again that's 143 pixels and if you want to easily find that go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows the music you're about to hear it. Oh, oh, I'm playing if music. I could Let jump me stop in it. Quick. Hold on. Go ahead, Lloyd. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear the music in my ears, so I couldn't. I didn't know you were playing them. I, I just got to say, if you haven't listened to 143 Pixels, 143 Pixels, that was one of my favorite podcasts, new podcasts of last year. Uh, you guys definitely need to go subscribe to that one. It is such a good show. Check it out, Bill. You're, you're killing it with that one. It's it's a really, really great podcast. Thank you very much. All right. And the music that you are about <laughs> to hear is Subterranean Kamikaze by Zircon. Thank you for the kind words, Lloyd. Check out their stuff at zirconstudios.bandcamp.com. Goodbye. Later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>